Happy Monday, Faniners. This is Sergio here to say that we are just a week out from Colossal Con Texas and Round Rock. So if you're in the area, consider stopping by to see our panels. If not, you can always continue to support us at home by checking out the link tree in the episode, distri- in the episode description. Good morning, everybody. I'm your teacher today, Greg Chudley, and welcome back to So You Think You Can Fanon's Book Club. Everybody clap. Everybody clap. We have Matt. Matt's here. Matt's here for my first book club, question mark. I think, right? Yes. This is your first time. Um, mm-hmm. This is your well, first time we've here. We've had Sergio. We've had Sean. With, with you. Ty and I had our own book club. But it wasn't under the book club title. It doesn't count. Shut up. It's true. That's true. It wasn't on the brand. Yeah, it wasn't on the brand. I founded this book club, and you cannot take this from me. What are we All doing right. today? That's a good question. We did... Um, the Eye of the book, World. The Eye, the first Wheel of Time book, The yeah. Eye of the World. Um, By Robert Jordan. Yes. So I'm going to open with this. I think this was by far the most difficult book that we've done on the book club and i don't think <laughs> that will change for a long time this is I, the most difficult book? to be fair i struggled more with reading orconomics not gonna lie <laughs> even though it That's, was like uh, half the length <laughs> i struggled with orconomics for a different reason i struggled with orconomics because it was boring as shit i struggled with the wheel of time because it was, so it was really fucking long <laughs> yes 32-hour audiobook, 744 pages. I listened to it the whole time at minimum 1.1 times speed. By the end of it, I was listening to 1.25 times speed. And I never listen to things sped up, so that's how you know it's bad. Well, I guess I listened to um, City of Thieves sped up, but that's because Ron Perlman talks really Really slowly. slowly. Mm, Okay. This wasn't that. This was just like... I'm just like, I'm cooking dinner, finishing this audiobook, like right before this yes. recording. And I'm just like, my sister's like talking to me and I just, my eyes are closed. I'm fucking, um, I'm fucking boiling chicken to shred it. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're saying to me. <laughs> I have only wheel of time in my mind. I only have, yeah. <laughs> I, I strategically right. timed it to finish pretty much right right um when we we're about to record and it worked out really yeah well. I, did I finished like a week and a half ago yeah, yeah. Sorry which for you is pretty good yes for me it's really good because i finished finish like a weekend and then it's just like you have yeah. to remember everything yes all right mm-hmm. so um just for people who don't know the eye of the world by robert jordan, jordan. Jordan Robert yeah, Jordan Robert is Jordan. one of those pillars of like fantasy literature. Mm-hmm. Like, like when people make a list of like fantasy books you should read, it's, this is generally on there with like Discworld. Yes. Um, yes. I've seen a, after you know after after finishing it and reading, I've seen a lot of comparisons saying that this is kind of like the Dune of fantasy. It is. It's so similar to Dune. It's isn't so this, similar. Um, isn't Dune just the Dune of fantasy? Is Dune not counting no, as fantasy? Dune, Dune is sci-fi. Is sci-fi. This is fantasy. It's different. It is different. But Dune is so, so fantasy. Yeah, no, but it's sci-fi. It's, sci-fi. it's science fiction. 
that seems a bit silly to me, but all right. No, it's it's not. There's a difference between sci-fi and sci-fi fantasy. I feel like Dune is closer to where Star Wars is. Which You've is never more... read it or watched it. Everything I've heard about it sounds so similar to it's what I no, would think of Star Wars. I wouldn't yeah, call Star Wars a hard sci-fi movie. Yeah, but Star like, Wars no. is about wizards and shit. Dune, Dune is, is about... Dune is, like, political. Dune, Dune, is, yeah. Dune is political, but that doesn't... That doesn't but it's like... It, it, it does have harder science in it, though. As, yeah, as hard as you can get with the science in 1965. The principal plot that I've heard about Dune is a fantasy plot. Like, the 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 bones of it with the main character feel a lot more fantasy. Which is it's still sci-fi. To how I think of Star Wars. Maybe the, maybe the surrounding body is more sci-fi. Because there's the spice and stuff like that. But Star Wars is way more fantasy than Dune is. I think your right. definition of fantasy is different than mine. Uh, that might be the case, so don't Because, like, Dune doesn't... Like, when I say fantasy, I mean, like... like There's magic and Tolkien, Tolkien-esque fantasy. Like, magic and yes. elves and shit. There's I'm no thinking, elves in, in this book. You think but, of high fantasy. fantasy. Yeah. I don't but I, think of high fantasy purely as being fantasy. I think fantasy is a broader genre than most people would usually classify it as. Well, you could say fantasy is any book that incorporates elements that are not realistic in it, but that would be a really wide umbrella. I know, but but to give you an idea, going to, to end this off so that we don't wind up talking about Star Wars and Dune the entire time, um, Star Wars I consider just to be like a normal fantasy story. I know it's not set in the land with like dragons and, and like Western European stuff, but if you look at Star Wars, it's a fantasy plot. And so it's, it's a, a fantasy yeah. kind of But movie. it's sci-fi fantasy. It's sci-fi fantasy. But sci-fi Dune fantasy. is on the other end of the spectrum where it's like Dune way doesn't more have the sci-fi. fantastical elements, yeah. It's just sci-fi political thriller like there's nonsense. Okay, by saying why is Eye of the World. Why is Wheel of Time very similar to Dune? Because I think that's the that's the point that we're trying to get. At. It's really long and really political. Well, also besides that, that, okay, one of the biggest things in Dune is that the main character Paul is like basically the Messiah, right? And like there's a bunch of like magical women who they can own well they're not really magical they have like enhanced mm. they're like, functionally magical women. they're functionally they're magical in- but they're, the they're like, melange is, is enhancing their their powers yes yes and they're the only ones who can do this except for the messiah who is one dude who can like do the same things that they can do except better and he's going to like end empires and save the universe and blah 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 uh-huh. and that's like essentially what like is going on in this book where you have yeah. like, a group of magical women the Aes Sedai who are now the mm-hmm. only ones who can have this like magical powers but then I think there's gonna be one dude who can do it uh-huh. there's gonna be one I think dude. I-, I talked to Kai about this a little bit but Matt I think mm-hmm. this is gonna be fun for us because we are opposite sides of the spectrums where I know how everything is pronounced and no idea how anything yes. is spelled. And you know how everything is spelled, but no idea how it's pronounced. Actually, uh, in between um, yesterday when what we talked, I learned that Wheel of Time 
has a glossary that tells you all the pronunciations for everything. So I do know oh, how cool. it's pronounced. I thought you were gonna say you like listen to the audiobook, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. <laughs> you listen to the audiobook on my like thing twenty I'm times. The audiobook guy. I um I, I just read it and uh, I listened yeah, to the audiobook too this time. I, I did I, both. Yeah, but you read primarily. Created my uh, digital version of it from the first book to every single one of the books in the series. Well, I don't think it's every book in the series, but it's most of the books in the series, and it has a comprehensive glossary for every literally every fucking person and everything. Where did you get wow. it? Uh, I literally looked up Wheel of Time PDF, and it is a three and a half thousand page PDF that has oh wow the first like ten books. I think I book. have the first ten books on Audible because of my dad. Oh wow! Nice. Um, because my dad, I just have the, first. the whole series. Yeah. Okay. So we have a structure to this, Matt. Since you've yes. never been here, um, I don't know yeah. if you've ever listened to an audiobook episode or not, but I don't listen to our podcast, so I assume you don't either. Um, so we're going to start with the, this is a spoiler free section. Yeah. Um, basically TLDR on the, on the, the plot of the book. Um, there is a, a prologue where we meet a man named the dragon who is crazy and uses magic. Um, and then a bad guy like is like, I'm going to kill you. Ah, fuck you dragon. And then the dragon like strikes himself with lightning and kills himself. And then the world breaks and 3000 years pass um and then we meet the actual main character of the book sheep herder rand althor yeah with his friends matt and perrin um three boys from a place called emmons field the two rivers um where they meet uh a woman named moraine and a man named lan and a man named tom and then they all they all together with rand's kind of girlfriend uh Egwene go on an adventure because there are mysterious dark forces after Matt, Perrin, and Rand, and they don't really understand why. Um ish. Moraine is very vague with it. She might know yes. what's going on. The boys have no fucking idea, and they're there's they're, they're like, this is cool, but scary. And then it's like, this isn't cool anymore, and it's more scary. And then it just just progressively gets scarier for them, honestly. For the and they time. go, yeah, the they just go on a giant ass adventure. Um, for context, Matt, since you were you were asking about this when we were talking about it a little bit last night, if you want to know how long the last chapters were, um, audiobook wise, chapter forty was an hour long. Chapter oh, wow. fifty, fifty to like 41 to 53 are all about 30 minutes. Pretty much every chapter is about 30 minutes with the exception of a couple, but there's uh, the occasional like hour chapter. It was very long. Um, as people who read the book, um, you know, it's very long winded and they love going on and on and on, which I did. Maybe because there's a lot of rambles. There's a lot of rambling, but in audio book form, I think it worked for me really well. Cause I just liked listening. Um, so we're going to start with our seven our seven questions of book club that Kai and I came up with in our first episode. Starting with yes. number one, did you like the book? I'm going to say I liked it a lot. I thought it was it was very slow, but I not in the way that Orconomics was slow and bad. Oh my but god! In the way yeah, that it was like slow, but there was so much book that I knew it was going to go somewhere. I'm going to give a pretentiously technical answer. Oh, oh no! Come on, man! You I gotta like, just say yes or no. 
It's a yes or no question. It doesn't have to be purely yes or no. It has to be a it has to be a digital answer. It can't be in between. No, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. All right. I I think saying I like the book isn't quite the right way of saying my thoughts. I think I like all the characters that are main characters. Uh, uh-huh. I like well, not Matt. I don't really like Matt. Um, no one likes Matt. And I I, I mean that in like Matt. a writing way, not just a you're supposed to hate him way. I I, I like don't Matt. like him. You like uh, Matt? I do. Damn. Uh, I thought. Particularly the strongest aspect for me that I liked the most was the world that they Oh, explored. yeah. That's, that's like, what... That's easily is, the, mm-hmm. the selling point. That's what, that's makes what I'm the, there for. What make, makes them popular, is that the world is so intensely detailed and, like, lived in and just insane. Mm-hmm. I, I will get to this later. I feel like that was way to the book's detriment in the first, like, fifth of the book. But... Yeah. Yeah, the opening is... The, Almost detrimentally slow. It's a like very soft opening. <laughs> borderline. Like, but once, I think it's like the first four chapters are just nothing, and then like the first attack happens in like chapter four or five. But yes, the, the chapters are so long that it's like, oh my god! It's I like, listened to like three hours of audiobook before I got to the fucking yeah. like, anything happening in the book. It's and a I was long like, time. Oh my god. It's a really long first arc, which, to be fair, I do want to put it in the scale, right? So, like, this book itself is about 300,000 words. Mm-hmm. And all of the following books are 300,000 words, give or take. So the entire oh. series itself is easily over 4 million words, okay? So yeah, to like put things into perspective, hour. even though you spend three hours on just these opening chapters... In the grand scheme of what the entire story is supposed to be, that's actually very little of it, but it feels like a lot in comparison to like other books. Because most of the time, by the time you get to where the action starts, in other books, you're at like the middle of the book already. Mm-hmm. But with that, it was just like the very baby beginning. Mm-hmm. That's the like the first three hours of this book, if you listen to it on audiobook or the first like hundred pages. I, I feel like it's just um, that's like the equivalent of like the first chapter in most books. Uh-huh. I, uh, to cut out my pretentious technicality stuff, I liked a good deal of aspects of the book and I overall did enjoy reading it. Okay. Kai, <clears throat> less, less long-winded, yes or no? <laughs> yes, I liked it. Um, it was way, it was way better than Workonomics. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> that, not that saying was, a lot, to be fair. That's what that's I was the, thinking about the entire. I'm time. looking at the um. I'm I'm looking at the the TV show um on Wikipedia. It looks like the first book is half of season one, which is insane. That's oh, insane, wow. right? How'd they cut so much out? <laughs> I don't know. They probably got rid of all of the things that are like scenes that don't really play into the broader narrative i can't even tell like um look up wheel of time show reviews it has three and a half out of five stars so i've heard it's it's okay my dad likes it which is like mixed good enough maybe it's maybe it's more than that maybe it is more okay no it's season one is the is the first book that makes more sense okay that makes a lot more sense yes it does Everything seems sh- shuffled out of order, and it's weird. But 
Hmm. I don't know. That's just how they do those, unfortunately. So, we all liked it. We all liked it. Yes. That's a good start. Do you guys have a favorite <laughs> character? I just burp, sorry. Do you have a favorite I character? I do. I really? do have a favorite character. Go yeah. Who? I really like Perrin. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably biased because I like animals. So I guess, in, not to spoil anything, but Perrin gets intimately linked with animals later on in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's like a cool character arc from him because you start out the book like not really knowing terribly much about him um but i feel like you end the book with him actually having gone through substantially more development than the other characters yeah that was really surprising to me too just because like in the first half of the book there's so little focus on perrin as a character yeah kind of there even matt like Matt and Rand are kind of the focus of the of the three boys, mm-hmm. and then you get like ten chapters of just Perrin, like and Gwen. Perrin. Oh, are we having issues? I just had a re- disconnect and reconnect thing. No, no, we're good. Okay, hold on. Uh, I'm muting while my dogs bark. Keep talking. Okay. Um, and I also really like um, Moraine as a character. Um, I think she's mm-hmm. cool. I, I liked her. I liked her quite a bit. She's she's very wise and a bit cryptic, which I guess I guess I like that in a character. I don't know. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. I didn't trust Moraine the entire book, which I feel really? like is the point. Really? I, know. I yeah. trusted her. I thought everybody was stupid for not her. trusting her she, because they well, were like, she kind of spent the entire book just not giving people the entire answer that they needed. Yes, but I think it's just because. uh she didn't know me. the entire answer. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. Um, can I can I take a two second diversion? I'm a long winded asshole. I know. Yes, go ahead. Oh my god, I was so fucking frustrated that she didn't <laughs> tell everybody when they went to was it Shagar Lodoth that had Sh- uh, Shagar Shagar Lagoth. Shagar Lagoth. Is that, that how they said in your audiobook? Shadar Lagoth. Shadar. Shadar Lagoth. The way they said Shadar it for, for in my audiobook was Shadar Logoth. <laughs> that is not how they said it in mine. Shadar Logoth, because it's, for, it's hard syllables. For the record, for the record, I had the audiobook narrated by the actress for Moraine in the TV show. Mm-hmm. So I trust it. Yeah. That's but fair. But it was, it was Shadar Lagoth. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying Shadar Logoth. <laughs> No. The correct pronunciation from within the glossary is Shadar Logoth. Okay. In the old tongue, the place where the shadow is. <clears throat> Alright, that um city is cursed as fuck. There's a super ultra giga demon in there. Like, yeah, there the is. Yes. Are like, we don't fuck with him. He's from the hood. We don't fuck with him. And she just doesn't say anything. She actually says it will be a safe place for them well these i think she only says that the building will be safe though yeah they they, my problem with it is they're they're like hey you didn't take anything from the city right and they're like why would that be bad and they're like oh it's it's whatever (laughs) she does does pretty actively like explain no you shouldn't have like fucking done anything with him and 
like the kids are being stupid. They're not telling her about mm-hmm. the dreams. They're not telling her about the the item and stuff. But yeah. what I'm pissed about is she is so cautious and so careful. She and Lan are so co- hyper competent throughout the rest of the book. They're like, and oh, just in this, that moment, this, 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 and this, you better fucking not do this, 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 or this. And they say that to the kids every time without fail, except for <laughs> and the kids yeah. usually do the yeah. opposite of what they say, anyways. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even they didn't even have that excuse this time. It was just mm-hmm. them not saying it, and I understand why. Because if she tells them, don't be stupid and wander around, there's a demon that will suck your soul out for all time and all the Dark One's minions are scared of them too. If she said that, mm-hmm. there is no middle part of the book the way the author intended it to be written. Yes. This whole middle yeah. part, the whole, whole rest of the book, to be completely honest, is changed by Shadar Logoth's events. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, Let's not I get too far into that, good. just because of we're still yeah. in the non-spoiler yeah. section. Yeah. Yeah. But... You liked Moraine and Perrin, yes. Matt. And Perrin, yep. Without being too long-winded. <laughs> so we're not here for three hours. I know. We can your be here characters? for three hours. I mean, we can be, uh, but I told Phoenix I'd watch Dragon Ball with him after this. Oh, okay. I actually liked Rand quite a bit as the I did one. too. I think he is a pretty well-written um, farm boy. And uh-huh. yes. him. As a I farm really, boy yourself, you can relate, right? I'm not a farm boy. My dad is a farm boy. I'm a farm boy, and I you're relate. Farm, you're you're farm boy adjacent, at least. I, I I won't say I liked this character, this other character. I'm going to say, but I liked the writing of him so much. I just have to say it. It's uh, I think it was Elias, the Wolfman. Elias. Elias. He is excellently written with mm-hmm. the. Tinker yeah, he's pieces. cool. He is the the weight of the history between him and the tinker people is so mm-hmm. instantaneously evident mm-hmm. and that's it's a felt your strength throughout the book honestly is being uh-huh. able to quickly divulge great deals of history which is ironic because i think the book is horribly long-winded but yeah yes. i favorites? would say my favorite i really like tom i really like tom maryland tom is cool and i i, I have to say, i know he's probably gonna be your guys' least favorite i love matt I hate him. I uh, hate he's him. he's I, I love the the like like mischievous little douchebag character in every story. He causes he so much trouble. He does, <laughs> and it's awesome. No, it's terrible. The like the, from the moment they introduce him, and he's just like being a nuisance to the town. I'm like, this fucking rocks. I love him. I feel like my you would. You my would son, like him. my little son. Well, maybe we can talk about Matt later. I don't want to be too long-winded here. We will talk about him because I assume he's your least favorite, and we have a least favorite. I really question. liked. I I will say, if you want a genuine reason, I think the arc that Matt goes th- through throughout the book, from being like the the like the wide-eyed like, "Ooh, this is so awesome! We're leaving Adam's mm. Field." Into like like especially in the later halves when the 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 stuff is happening with him. And he's just like, how do we know that those guards aren't going to fucking kill us? How do we know that That's there are dark ones everywhere? I have no idea. I can't trust anybody. This is fucking terrible. Like, that character arc from him being, like, wide-eyed, like, innocent boy to, like, being corrupted by the ways of the world, I thought was really interesting. That That is an That's interesting why I like him. Because I... 
one of the most striking things to me is that even though um, Rand is clearly meant to be like the main character, which you mm-hmm. see at like the end of the book, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting to note is that Matt and Perrin go through way more development in this book than he does. Because mm-hmm. his personality is basically essentially the same by the end of the book. Yeah. Um, more or less. We also but, really don't get any questions to any of the mysteries surrounding him. Yes, that is true. That is true. We only get more mysteries as the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But, but then Matt and Perrin are dramatically different by the end. So quite interesting. Yeah, that's why I like Matt. I think it's for similar reasons you like Perrin, but I, yeah. I just, I really like, May like I, uh, how different he is from. You the, like the, the bastard end. characters, apparently. Yeah, I do. <laughs> May I interject an observation? We'll probably talk a lot more about it. No. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I don't know how much i agree that is development of his character or an element of the plot surrounding him we're not in spoilers yet so i'm not gonna say well, i think it's both it's both but i, I do think how much it is both that's we my, don't that's my disagreement. He, he kind well, of never know how much it is yeah both. we don't know because he gets sidelined a little bit at the end of the book for but the main he, character stuff that yeah, happens he does get sidelined but he says distinctly that he barely remembers even getting to a specific city like yeah, he's but the, even conscious for a lot of this. that doesn't change the fact that i just like how his character acts during that section i know i know it's i think it was it was very interesting to see that part of it but i don't know if that's really development he went through we'll see though we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later but when i say i don't mean specific his character development just the, the plot developing around him yeah and his interactions with everybody was very interesting and, yeah that's fair. The instigator character. Yeah. Anyways, I'm a least favorite characters. I'm assuming you're going to say Matt. Unless yep. I shifted you on it a little bit. I I mean, you did not. Okay. I I will say he was good for as I said, being an instigator character. Mm-hmm. Um so he incited a lot of the plot elements to happen since it was consistently like I want to go explore over here or mm-hmm. I want to do this or I'm going to I'm going to go mess with these people or whatever until he gradually like withdraws because of what happens yeah. to him. I just um, really like the section that I referred to as the the Matt and Rand Yowie hour. <laughs> um where it's just like 10 chapters of Matt and Rand just like being like being bros yes and just like hanging out together yes and i really like that i will say though like i i can appreciate him as being the instigator character i just feel like it was a bit ham-fisted that most of the bad things that happened besides that one thing in shadar lagoth um which was also kind of his fault as well um but most of the time when things happened, it was because of his actions. And I feel like um, there there could have been weight put on other characters or other events that would have made the story feel more balanced. I guess I hate him because of the position he got put in in the plot mm-hmm. where it was like always him messing things up. Yeah. But I, I am that guy, so I relate. <laughs> Maybe perhaps our favorite characters are based on who we most uh, see ourselves as, Mm -hmm. how we most relate ourselves to. Yeah. 
Anyway, Matt, do you have an answer that isn't that isn't um Matt? My my answer is uh, naive in some ways. In some ways, I feel like naive is quite purpose. She's annoying. She is kind of annoying. A plot, Matt. In in the way that I don't like Matt, he is a plot device. Yes, walking plot contrivance machine. Nynaeve is glup shido. <laughs> she's, she's not even glup shido. <laughs> she's just a shido. She just shows up. <laughs> she does just show up. It is that is a good point. Yeah, she just literally shows just shows up. She's like Fortnite doing the range dance, like I'm in the party now. Oh fuck yeah! But and you it's barely even see her. Just in time. She doesn't do anything. I know. I know. She just shows up. Also. Not gonna say what happens in the short snippets of it, of like scenes we get with her. She has a nice scene later on with the, uh, mm-hmm. the children of the light, but like you all know the scene I'm about to mention. It's the scene of the love, and she wants the handsome man. Like what? That was fuck? weird. That Where was did that weird. even come from? That was weird. That was weird. Mm-hmm. There's so much strangeness around her, and I feel like you absolutely could have cut her joining the party out of the book yes would have and, and it would have been the same it would have been one thing if she was more plot relevant but she really isn't she kind no. of just she's is really, there to complete kind of a to insert in a way but she's like a, a non-interacting self-insert you know no, i wouldn't say she's a self-insert yeah that would imply that she's anything like the author which i don't she, think she's just she, an she's antagonistic just, force for Moraine, because Moraine just doesn't have any antagonistic forces in the book. Yeah, but she does, because no one trusts her anyways. (laughs) So it's like Nynaeve didn't... They still listen. They don't trust her, but they listen to her. But but Nynaeve just kind of shows up and is like, why should I have to do what you have to say, witch? I don't want you to say anything to me. When do we open up the spoiler section? Because I feel like we're all itching, itching to talk about a lot. Of Not for a while. We still have more Not questions. We still have more questions. Yeah, we, we answer all more questions. questions. Let's finish the questions. Yeah, and we'll open it up. All right. So we got our least favorite character. Uh, mine is I, I. I don't know who my least favorite character is. I land kind of just does nothing. I don't want to say he's my least favorite for any reason. It's just that he. Yeah, really? Matt and, just, and I were he, discussing. He's just kind of a guy. Matt and I were kind of discussing like characters you could safely get rid of and the story would be shorter and probably better. And I said, maybe you could get rid of Lan. I mean, I know he like, he, he serves as like build like world building where it's like, you know, you mentioned that like, you know, he's the, he's the warder of the Aes Sedai. So like he does technically serve a purpose, but he doesn't really do anything except like strong arm people every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So like you could probably safely get rid of him. And then who, who else did we mention? You could definitely safely get rid of Nynaeve and it wouldn't make a difference. You could easily get rid of Nynaeve. You could probably take, I I wouldn't say that you should get Egwene out of the party, but honestly you could have her get, you um, could, probably get rid of her the story uh yeah but i a lot of the characters in 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 places and purpose in the party are to set up for the later books i'm assuming yes that is is as a standalone like we can probably get rid of land we can probably get rid of nini i will say though but i'm assuming they'll have way more relevant stuff to do in the sequel you know you'd think that but um 
apparently, I read the Wikipedia page describing Uh-oh. the synopsis of some of the other books, which it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really give any spoilers towards any of the other books because mm-hmm. it really only describes the first book in any great amount of detail. But it did mention that all of the main characters eventually just become like cameo glup characters in the later books because mm-hmm. just so many other characters are introduced that have so many different like downstream effects that they end up just becoming like my friend obsolete. My friend Gio, who's read all of the books, said it gets weird around like seven, but then gets really good at like eleven to fourteen. Okay, interesting. Which I trust. I, I've heard so many mixed reviews on how long you should continue reading because I've heard like it's not worth reading after book seven. I've also heard it's not worth reading after book four because it just gets too weird. Um, I've heard so many things. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. Um, you know, no, for sure. But, you know, maybe if Mm. I continue deeper into the series or if we continue deeper into the series, we'll find out. I at least am planning on reading books two, three and the prequel. Maybe we'll read the prequel, but I will definitely read the trilogy at least. Okay, I just wanted to do it because it um, it's good for world building and I really like the world so far. And it's about uh-huh. how Moraine becomes an Aes Sedai. Um, so I just thought that would be interesting to figure out. Yeah. Anyways, favorite moment. Yes. <laughs> favorite moment out of the whole book. That's really hard. That is really hard. Um, I'm going to, my answer is the Matt and Randy Yowie hour where they just bounce okay. from farm to farm like to continue traveling to get to getting into trouble every time getting into trouble every time (laughs) it's just it's really fun world building of like how each part of the world treats like strangers and them becoming more like weirdly getting like as they get closer to where their destination is the world gets stranger and then gets more similar to how they grew up and they're like this is yes yes that's true and I think that's really interesting. It is a good um, element. I kind of liked that myself. Bert, do you have a favorite moment? I also will say I don't have like a particular moment. Um, but I did really enjoy the other arc that was going on the same time as that, which was like the the, the solo pair. journey between Egwene and Perrin and Elias. The, the heterosexual corner. Yes, well, I didn't really care about Egwene, to be fair. I really only cared about Perrin and Elias. And I really, I I will say I did like the scenes with the group of the traveling people, the, the Tinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that scene because it was, it kind of feels like it was the last time that any of the characters get to feel peace from the beginning of the, the, the action of the book mm-hmm. until like the very end of the book. Yeah, I can to agree me with that. it was like the last quiet, peaceful moment, um, mm-hmm. and I liked it, and I enjoyed the wo- the world building with it. Yeah, I enjoyed the, just like dance the night away and have fun yeah. with like, people who and are nice to them. I liked learning about the way of the leaf. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. So that Matt, that's my favorite moment. What about mm-hmm. you, honey? Uh, I'm gonna cheat and say. It's a it's a recurring series of moments. Oh my gosh! Where, I know what you're gonna say. Where Rand 
sees a woman and he blushes and he's like, God damn it. If only Perrin were here, he'd be oh, so yeah. mad pussy. Oh yeah. And then and Perrin, then, and then Perrin exactly sees someone and is like, oh, says, damn it. If only Rand were here, he'd be slaying mad pussy. Yeah, that is really funny. That was the best running gag that I've seen in a series in a very mm. long time. Are we going to all... Go ahead. Are, okay, no, I was just going to say, are we all going to agree? Because Nexus least favorite moment, are we all going to just now put on the table, Shagar Logoth is our least favorite moment. Uh, no, Shagar I have Logoth. a different... I have a different least favorite moment. But really? I would, I would spoil so much if uh, I said my it. My least favorite moment is it might be Kai's right now. Uh, I don't know what Kai's thoughts are, but if there's major, major spoilers, is it, it the, in the, the very end? Is it the very end? It's the end? ending. It's the it's, ending. Yep. <laughs> yep we have the same one. Uh, to give a second least favorite moment that's not spoilers, uh, Nynaeve showing up. That's... that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I respect I, that. My second least favorite moment is when Nynaeve and Lan uh, whisper sweet nothings to each other because it just doesn't make any sense. Like they had, yeah. they had one moment together, and mm-hmm. then they were ignored for like four hundred pages, yeah, and then yeah. they did that it's, when it's, you finally got back to them, and it was like this means nothing to me. This relationship doesn't need to exist. Yeah. All right important themes we can just bust them out um destiny pretty much is the only important theme of the book destiny um just the destiny of the characters their fate what's going on with their lives friendship uh ignore not being a slave to cultural and societal norms every society has really strict things about them except for where the main characters are largely from actually where they have a little more freedom and what they can do there. And, that, and the that's tinkers. People, I think. Yeah, the tinkers. Yeah. Well, no. No, the tinkers are also, they also have a... Um, well, uh, they have the way of the leaf, but like... The way of the leaf. But it's different. But but I I think I think that's actually part of my point, is that I don't think they have a, a way of life that uh, works for everybody. But it only works because other people have different ideals. If everybody, if they manage to have everybody part of it, it might not work out very well for everybody. Maybe. It's the same thing with like everybody else, Children of the Light, um, the Queen's Guard, uh, the Aes Sedai, you know, all of these, um, and of course the, the, uh, the Dark One, all of them have their own specific rules that tie the world down. You shouldn't always listen to authority like that. I have another theme that kind of goes off of that. And I think one of the main parts of the book was um, prejudice towards other people and like learning to overcome that because there's so many times when like the main characters are like, I don't trust this person. I don't trust that person because of where they come from. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you can definitely see it throughout the entire book because of like, you know, the, the party members interactions with uh moraine they're even though they do listen to her most of the time they are noticeably hostile and always question her judgment mm-hmm. when it uh especially it act- tom it's actively tom bad for them to do that. so yeah. yeah tom is tom is very much prejudiced tom is, tom is straight up like you should just go somewhere else and do whatever you want and not yes. listen to her ever again Yes. Even though, like, that objectively is the wrong thing to do and would probably get them killed. But 
also honorable mention is um uh you know they they don't really trust uh Elias on the onset when they meet him even though he turns out to be like very helpful to them mm-hmm. and Perrin also is like oh we can't trust the tinkers because they're going to steal everything from us mhm they always steal everything and that turns out to be like pretty false like it doesn't match up with their like yeah. life philosophy at all so they probably don't actually steal anything especially since you know Elias mentions like, oh, yeah, they do it way less than most other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff right. like that. All right. Do you recommend it? Was it worth reading? Would you say? If you like fantasy, yeah, go for it. Certainly, uh, it, it has a it's got a very valuable first over once read. I think I'm not going to ever read this again. I might skip to specific parts, but I'm not going to read it cover to cover. In full, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to read it in full once you've already read it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then I think it's the end of the spoiler-free segment. So we're going to end the recording. Uh, We're going to put an ad, and then we're going to continue. We're going to talk about spoilers. So if you've you've listened this far, um, our next book on the book club list is, drumroll, someone drumroll, Percy Jackson and Book One. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And we're like going to have polar, everyone. Polar opposite. Yeah, everyone and then some. Because it sounds like Kieran wants to join too. Oh, nice. Okay. Because it's, it's awesome. going to be the five of us and Sean and Kieran. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> everybody. Can we get There's Phoenix big... and Nick on there too? Can we just have everybody uh, we've ever had on the show? I don't know about Nick, but Phoenix might definitely do it. <laughs> Let's get everybody um, on. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. But yeah, we'll do Percy Jackson next. Uh, maybe we'll throw in a comic book as well, since it's shorter. We can get th- go through our list of comics that we want to read. That's true. We could pick one. I um, can probably read Percy Jackson in like a day. I yeah. <laughs> no, I absolutely could. I've done. I have read it in a day, but I'm I have also. Audio- I'm the audiobook guy, so I'm doing the audiobook. I have so it will probably take me like a week. I have print, but I also have the audiobook, and I've never listened to it, so I want to. Okay. But yeah, Fair we're going to be back in like uh well, the ad, the ad time, but for, after the ad. Yeah, after the ad. All right, peace out fuckers. And we're back. Uh, so, welcome how to about the ending section. though? <laughs> okay, we're going Can we go straight to the ending, please? Let's go. Please. Yeah, let's talk about the ending. <laughs> I thought for how much I liked many parts of the, earlier in the book, um this was the most ass rip of an ending I've ever read. This was such a rushed fucking like final two chapters. Yes. It was very undeserved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did just kind of happen. Specifically, specifically, I'm thinking about Rand just teleporting to where the army is that he didn't even really know where they were gonna be and he just piss baby rages like and then everything dies and then he goes back and then he's like I love my friends and then the one power gives him the super lightsaber and then he cuts darkness cocks everywhere left and right he gets I the mean, god mode cheat. <laughs> he he literally did get a god mode cheat. Also, I should have mentioned this on the non-spoiler section. Can I can I spend 30 seconds making a cursed comparison for you guys? 
Yes. Sure. All right. Look in. So you think you can uh, look in uh, fan and HQ general. I'm going to put this in here. This is how Araki yeah. writes manga, right? Yes. We all know how he writes manga. I'm going to quotations, eat. eat this quotations apple. <laughs> yes. Now, now, I'm going to eat this apple. Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> I have no I have no dog in this fight because I didn't read it. I just listened. You have no dog in this fight. Oh, it's true. Good. It's true okay. though. It's true what you say. For the for the people who can't see this, it's I'm going to capital eat this capital italicized apple. Yeah. The book I I don't read that many books. So, and I don't read especially like hard fantasy like fiction stuff, but is this common? To, this is common. This to capitalize verbs. This is common in the genre. That pisses me off. So well, it, it's important things get capitalized in genres. I mean, in this genre. So if it's like okay. important and specifically deals with something about the world, it usually gets capitalized. Okay. All right. So if, like, let's say we were in a fantasy world and moonwalking was not the dance, but was instead something different, it would be capitalized. Okay. All right. Well, that's my that's my little thing there. Anyways, back to the ending. What did you think of the ending, Jacob? What, what did you think? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was like, this is really just happening. <laughs> this is really just happening. First As you were Royal, making dinner. Royal just kind of shows up. And it's like, yo, what's up? I'm this giant, like, creature. The Forsaken are literal glup shadows, by the way. The Forsaken I'm a giant are... creature. I'm a builder. I built the world, but now everything's gone. I liked and Loyal, I... but it was kind of weird how he was just there. No, no, I love Loyal. I think he's probably my favorite member of the group besides Rand, honestly. He's really awesome. He doesn't, he's like, really good. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Cool. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, he like teleports them to the end. He is a really fascinating character. He's, he's interesting. Old, but he's a window into an entirely separate culture. We've been hearing about the Ogiers the entire book from other people. They're like, oh, these are they're fucking weird, you know? And um, we finally see him, and he's cool. He's, he's awesome. Like yeah. He's just a little bro. He kind of just gets introduced at the end for a lot of like convenience sake. Yes, yeah, you know he's, oh, he's there very much for convenience sake, but not nearly so convenient as Matt's constant fuck ups with Shadar, like especially at Shadar Logoth. Oh my goodness, that is the mo one of the most contrived things I've read recently. <laughs> is that is that your Joker moment? <laughs> it it <laughs> was looking back on it it was kind of my joker moment for this book because that until, was where, until you got to the end <laughs> that was where i lost a lot of motivation to continue like plotting mm. through the book because otherwise i was cruising through the chasing i i enjoyed the feeling of the chase a little bit at the start of it mm -hmm. and then i realized I really liked the shut our goth section personally i also liked, I liked it i liked parts of it i, I didn't I like thought that it was, very it was a plot moment but mm -hmm. the history of it, the fact that there's a dude who's so metal as 
fuck the dark ones minions don't even like think about going there unless they literally absolutely have to i think that's a really cool part of the world and especially the way it describes the misty tendrils sucking all the life out of you and it literally like deep throats trollocs to just rip the life out of them yes that's horrifying that's violent there's no way to win that you just lose yeah there's a lot of tension in that scene a lot of tension, yeah. a lot of world building. It's really genuinely very creepy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can go into it a little fun. more um, now that we're in the spoiler section. The whole thing of of Matt getting corrupted by the dagger and just slowly becoming going from like the, the happy-go-lucky little just hooligan to just being like super paranoid about everything and like not being able to sleep and just being and like, blind since and he going gets blinded. blind yeah i don't know if the blinding was from that or if it was from the lightning strike no i think it was definitely from the dagger mostly okay. but i think the lightning didn't help i think it's because he was a dark creature and then the lightning literally seared his eyes because mm, of yes. a dark creature i think that's that was the intention of that scene but i just i really liked the whole um just the whole thing with matt becoming like I, I, the ending the end of it was a little silly when he was just like full-on just like golem like yeah you are the evil creature bitch moraine fuck you bitch yeah that was weird he was like evil deading it up yeah <laughs> where his like arm is moving by itself mm-hmm. and he's like screaming yeah no that yeah, and then the fact was- that he just gets cured like out of nowhere she's like i don't know if i can cure it and then just like the same chapter she's like he's better she just does it i mean not entirely she's like i can suppress this shit but he he, he loses the dagger he dies forever or whatever yeah 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 well basically she says okay he's all right now but if you don't follow this exact sequence of events he is literally fucked and she's not even sure if they can fix him if they take him to tarvalon yes but still, is that how they say it? do they call it Tarvalon or is it Tarvalon? Tarvalon. Tarvalon. Okay. They said Tarvalon for me. Your okay. pronunciation is off. <laughs> well, the, the it was approved by the guy who wrote the book, so it can't be that far off. Far off. No, because he he probably died before that audiobook got made, man. Well, maybe the maybe the TV show just says everything wrong. Good no, because it's using it from the glossary. Because Matt looked it up in the glossary. Yeah, fuck the they glossary. probably used the glossary. Yeah, I'll, I'll just check it again right now. Uh, tar, yeah, Tarvalon. 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 T a h r v a h dash l o n. Tarvalon. See, I don't know how the spelling works, and this makes me angry. It's, it's spelled T-A-R- exactly how it sounds. So, so what I said was the enunciation spelling. The actual book spelling is T A R V A L O N. Tarvalon. I put it in the up. chat. That's fucked up. Also, I'm looking at this now. This is this is a minor aside. Why is Arthur Pendragon misspelled as Arthur Pendragon? This like, come on! I that don't know. Dumb. <laughs> that was fucking dumb. <laughs> Just to make it fit with like. I don't know the weird naming conventions of this land. I guess yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you here, Jacob. I'll, I'll copy it in for you so you can see the spelling. But um, 
it's it, this was so funny when I saw how they spelled Arthur Panbag. <laughs> Arthur Panbag. Yes. Uh, general, I'm just oh, Josh. I'm putting book club. Arthur Pendrag. Yeah, definitely not Arthur Pendrag. <laughs> definitely not King Arthur. Arthur Pendrag. <laughs> it was so out of. I, I feel like what took me out of it in that moment was I think that's the only like real life fictional character that's got like a pseudo analog in the story. I can't think of anything else. But I might just be like misremembering stuff. No, I don't I don't think there's any other like fictional characters that are in yeah, there it's not, besides. It's not that like how one. in One Piece there's like every single Western fantasy fictional thing is referenced in some capacity like Hansel and Gretel, fucking mermaids and shit. I guess we could Google stuff. if there's any other like references in there. Yeah, don't wanna, don't wanna. People, I think, have written dissertations about this book because it's like that popular. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I think going back to the ending. Oh my gosh! uh, I think, I think it was a really strange (laughs) decision. Uh, Go ahead. I just read that the guy who plays Matt in season one of the uh, <laughs> of the Wheel of Time got recast because he was a really bad actor, apparently. Oh no! Oh, isn't it canceled nice. though? Did they cancel it? The show? Yeah. Season two comes out next month. Oh, okay. I thought they were like no. canceling it. No, heard... season two comes out instead of start of September, like September first. Oh well. Do we want to watch the show, people? I'm tempted. Mm, I'm tempted not. too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It might not be terrible. My dad likes it. I'd be my tempted dad, to watch the first. My dad doesn't episodes. have the highest standards for uh for for shows, but he does. He did like it, and he really likes the Wheel of Time. So maybe it's good. Hmm. Um. You should have gotten your dad on this episode. Uh, I don't think my dad would be able to make it. He would Sad. he would fall asleep after like forty minutes probably. <laughs> probably he could have been in the spoiler. My dad future. probably my dad would have heard you call uh called Dune a fantasy book and he would have went to your house and hit you with his cane. <laughs> I would say the Put basic idea of a of a main character destined to destroy empires and shit is a very fantasy esque. No, don't do it. Don't go there. That's don't go there, true. man. Don't go. I'm there. just saying. What I'm saying. You, can, you can say that's wrong, but it's to me, it's very true that that's a very fantasy esque plot style. Terrorism is fantasy. <laughs> that's is, terrorism. Was he? <laughs> Okay. He is maybe, he maybe is literally it differently than how I thought it was, but he is no. literally basically a terrorist. It's literal terrorism. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess Kai explained it very differently than how it really is in the book. Kai no, I said he was gonna take down empires. What about that? Yeah. Is it terrorism? <laughs> Are you saying that's remotely similar to how the fucking dragons Paul, operate Paul Atreides is a terrorist? And the dragon is not a terrorist. He's just a crazy guy. I don't know. He didn't seem very crazy in the cage. He seemed he seemed a lot like a Osama bin Laden, actually. Well, he was a false dragon. He wasn't the yeah, real dragon. He's not the real he wasn't crazy. Uh, it doesn't change the fact he's Osama bin Laden. Well, no, he's like the he's so like he's like how in Iron Man three they had that the, they had the fucking fake bin Laden guy as as the Mandarin. 
but then it was really the white dude, but it was also really the Chinese dude from Shang-Chi. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like that. It was like yeah. that. It was like it was like MCU thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Logan is probably crazy, but he's also just he's not the, the he's not the real he's dragon. not the, the real dragon. dragon. They refer he's to him something. as the false dragon. He is yeah, something. He's not real. He's something. He is something. Well, no, we know who the dragon is, and it's not him. Well, we yeah. know he's not the dragon, but he's probably a something. He's the yeah. He's a false he dragon. He's the false dragon. He is a false dragon. They literally mentioned like seven of them in the book. They're like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna fucking krill himself. I'm gonna force you to edit out all my audio because I'm gonna shove the mic up my ass and I'm gonna just rip ass. Well, I'm not ass. editing this shit. That's a Sergio problem. Yeah, I'm gonna give do what you want, but you're just gonna hurt Sergio's feelings. Anyways. On to whatever else you guys want to talk about. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't about? know what else. To, I don't know what else there is to talk about. To be well, honest, well, I think there's a lot to talk about. Land has a katana in the TV show. Come on, cool. I, I have a question. Hmm. What would you say is um a moment that if you were making the TV show? What is a moment that you would want to keep in, and what is a moment that you would want to get rid of? The scene where Ra- where Rand goes to the capital of the of the of the world and talks to the queen is kind of pointless. Mm, I wouldn't say that's pointless. I think that sets up later political stuff. I, I don't think it's, it's relevant it's going, in this book. It's going to come back in book important. two or three, but as it stands, as a standalone. Like yeah, it feels novel. weird in this one. He just like falls into the royal palace, meets the princess, and she's like, "Oh, hello there, Randall Thor. How do you do?" And then the queen is like, "Are you really from Emmonsfield?" And he's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "All right, you can go." Mm, I wouldn't say it was pointless by any means, though. I feel like it was a really <laughs> strong reinforcement that there's a lot of destiny and plot shit going on with him. And I would say that meeting the royal family was a very fun part of the book. I, I oh, thought that was way more entertaining than a lot of the other shit that had happened in the book. It is also um, noteworthy for the Aes Sedai lady. Um, yeah, I forget yeah, her Elaine. name. Yeah, yeah, Elaine is a really important character interacting in that. Yeah, she's just like, I yeah, I don't trust you. And as I think you're the dragon. As a, as a piece of standalone media, it just kind of does nothing. Like we if we're if we're if we're not talking about it setting up other things, it's just kind of like whatever. Well, half the scenes in the book are like that. I don't think so. I would certainly say so. A lot of minor character interactions like that are just like that. Um, the entire thing with the tinkers was like that you could cut out all of the tinkers and it wouldn't really change much yeah but it was cool i don't agree with that i think i think the 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 stuff with the tinkers is important for perrin's character development yes Mm. if you cut it out his character development wouldn't make as much sense Mm, well it it just wouldn't be having a reminder of what's up with rand like it's a big questioning for rand of where the fuck am i from who the fuck am i I mean, yeah, but he also every like three chapters he's like he's like mm, my dad's not really my dad but i want him to be my dad still so i will think mm. of him as my dad 
No, that paused about halfway through the book. That was that was a really awkward thing at the beginning of the book where he's like, I don't know if he's really my dad. And he was like, Tam is my father for sure. Like, like he's really thrown off by it when it's like, I don't know. I wasn't really sold on how shaken he was by it at the beginning of the book. But um, I don't think they he mentioned it a whole lot until the, the queen scene again. Then he starts being like, oh, fuck. I have to remember all this shit now. Either way, though, I thought that was a, a fine scene to include. I thought it was um, a nice bit of adventure in a lighthearted way that was a great breakup for the rest of the books being like you're on the run for the whole fucking story. Uh-huh. Did you I guess I'm just in the middle. I just thought it was weird. I wouldn't necessarily say like you need to get rid of it or you need to keep it. I just thought it was odd that it happened. It was like, okay, it was, this it was is well, definitely this is strange surrounding scenes. And I would say that you could cut it if you were trying really hard to cut stuff out of it. But um, I don't know. To me, I got so sick and tired of the chasing plot line by then. Anything that was just a different kind of adventure, especially one that like gave way to a little more of the lightheartedness that we had completely buried underneath dark running away and being worried about being killed the whole book. I, I thought it was very interesting to see more of the royal family and have a different side of Rand. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have spent more time in Kaemon. Agreed. Yeah, that was really rushed. They kind of spend the last bit of the book in Kaemon until the ending comes and like, fuck, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. Yeah, but they don't really do anything in Kaemon besides sit at the, uh, sit at the, the tavern. And they and talk, to Berlin. talk to Loyal. Talk to Loyal. They spend more time in Berlin, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they should have spent more time in Camelon. It was a it was a really well uh described city. I loved the uh the overall aesthetic of the city that they were setting up. Yeah. Especially how the farm boys see these major cities, I think is a is a great part of the book. See, that's just my reality. Every time I go to a city, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Changing gears a little bit, what did you both think of the plot of splitting the party in three? Do you did you like it? I, I, I liked it. Tried to keep them together more because it was split into three, but the the Moraine, but not really the Moraine and Lan and and Nynaeve. like there the Nineve point like POV is like three chapters. It, they don't yeah. really do anything. And it's very, very few pages. Like, even those chapters yeah. are very short. It's mm-hmm. funny, because in my in my audiobook, they had, like, there was their own narrator for those scenes. Oh, wow. Like, there was a female narrator for those scenes. And then for the rest of the book, it was just a dude. It's probably because it's from funny. generally it from the first... point of view for the rest of the book. But for those, I think it's only mm-hmm. Nynaeve's point of view. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. But, uh... I think... Yeah. if Since they, they ended up going the route where they make Nynaeve and Lan mm. fall in love, they should have spent more time they developing that relationship. The party. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I but I did really like the split party section of the book. In yes, general, I did too. Because the the development that everybody goes through is really interesting. I think the I also interesting. 
I wish they would have more done more with Egwene too, because as as we've kind of mentioned, like they didn't really do that much with her already. Uh-huh. It was also, Padded Spain coming back at the end was like this motherfucker. Yes, I knew, I knew there was something up He's... with him. I didn't want to say what earlier on, but that fucker, he really, he, he, he really did come things. back, fucking swinging. Yeah. I thought it was a it was a great conclu- great inclusion to have him come back and like be the most possessed fucking demon creature in the world. He's like possessed by Legion. Uh huh. Yes, it's quite interesting. Gets dragged around by the Trollocs and the Fades and the Madral all over the damn place. What do you think about the the various religion undertones? of this book because there's a ton of different like cultures in this book but they kind of mirror a lot of like cultural groups both present day and like in history what do you think about that hmm i don't know i mean it's i don't know they go into more depth later on i do know that from like reviews that i've seen um i don't know people always considered it quite interesting in the reviews that I've read that there was aspects of like more Eastern ways of living and then also more Western ways of living. And it was a weird like combination. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, it was definitely very Western fantasy for the vast majority of the cultures. That we until saw. the end. Yeah. Until the end, till the mm-hmm. very end. Then it's, then it's opening up the world a little bit more, but that makes sense. I mean, they went to the borderlands, um, Beyond that, uh, I think including real-world cultural parallels is nigh-on unavoidable in a fantasy book if you're trying to create a lot of different groups of people because, I mean, we live in a, in a world that has 7 billion people and we have 10,000 years of history to access, basically. So That is we, true. We have a lot of history to delve from, to, to, to grab from and include into your own book to delve into the nature of culture so the fact that a lot of parallels are drawn can be drawn between the books cultures and real world cultures is not surprising to me and i think i think it's fine i think it's fine that it does that i don't really have an opinion on it besides the fact that i think it's it's a fine writing tool mm-hmm. okay okay i do think the children of light are very underdeveloped in this book we get the tiniest yeah. of crumbs to look into them. And beyond that, they are an annoying bunch of idiots for the most part. They're grandstanding think, idiots in a lot of scenes. I think that the Children of the Light could be really interesting in the later books. As a standalone piece of media, they're kind of boring as fuck. Uh, yeah, they're kind of just glup shit. They kind of, they're villains. like an antagonist, like a minor, minor, minor antagonistic force, and that's it. Yes. Um, but you know, I'm sure they'll become way more prevalent in the later books. So I can't I really. Assume, that's what I've heard. I assume the major crisis with them will come from the fact that Rand literally has the light. He he literally became the light for a second. He, he is God. He is literally not only is he an Aes Sedai, but he's a he's a he's a male Aes Sedai. So that's like double yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a male Aes Sedai, but he's also capable of literally wielding the light. So. I don't know how the child, children of the light are going to take that. I feel like they're probably be, not well. 
I think they're going to find well. a schism over it. Most or they'll probably. find or or really well. <laughs> I don't think they'll take it well. I don't foresee. I I would think that would be really interesting actually if they suddenly like turn do a one eighty and they're like worshiping Rand as their that would god be cool. king. I think that would be an unironically really cool way of doing things, and then mm-hmm. you know work work off of it from there. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think they're going to be an antagonistic force to Rand. Yes. I think that's what's going to happen based on what I've seen. Yeah. Beyond that, I have a horrible thing to say. This is the worst thing about this book I'm ever going to say in my life. And I want to know from you both if I am crazy for saying this. All right. Okay. The ending of the book gave me hella chain of memory vibes in the last like two chapters. And like the the second to last chapter with the fight. I think you're crazy on that. I don't think, think so. I I think we've been plagued by chain of memories mentally, and so we're comparing. Like like I can see the comparison. However, it was I don't rushed. think it's a fair comparison because it was written competently. Well, yeah, it was, it was written largely competently, but at the same time, when I finished the book, this is the second half of my statement. I felt like I had just finished reading eight books in one and also like none of them were fully finished right now again it's just the syndrome of this is one book of 14 slash 15 so well that doesn't mean that each of the 14 books needs to feel unfinished though if the second book doesn't finish itself stronger than this one I'm not going to have a very good opinion of it I've heard it's better than this one because you can actually sure get into the meat, but I'm sure it is. I don't know if you if to me, if you make a book that is a full product unto itself, that's like a season of a TV show. That's like a movie. It's like one of those things. And so it's judgeable on its own in its um, in its completion. It's like one manga or one volume of a manga it's it's one completed product you're putting out to the public to me you say that like a volume of manga can finish its story within itself but usually it doesn't usually people judge them like chapter by chapter when they release online of course but that's not how they're sold and very few western people like experience volume by volume storytelling which is different than chapter by chapter storytelling it's it gives not full complete finished narratives of course but it gives you more of a compartmentalized part of the story i think one whole book though is more equivalent to one whole manga you can't just say one volume of a manga is a proper mm-hmm. um full book unto itself it's like a mini book it's like a it's like a novella in some cases i think I agree and disagree with that thought because while I do think you should be able to judge certain metrics of the story based on a standalone novel, like how well it's written or, you know, how well that the elements are composed. I don't think that you should really like, judge the ending that harshly because at the end of the day like if it's meant to be read in a series it's meant to be read in a series so that ending isn't supposed to be like hard and it's usually not supposed to be satisfying either because 
well, the author wants you to read the next book. They don't want you to just stop. So they're, they're not going to mm. make it satisfying because they want you to read the next one. I'm going to agree to disagree there because the ending of the book feels like it was meant to be a definitive, you know, end to this book and then, you know, leaves obviously a lot of stuff to be done in the second book. But it, it does have an ending in this one. It's not like it just sort of stops in the middle of the sentence. So I don't know. I think uh, I think it had a very poorly composed overall ending. I think it was just bad great pacing. Parts in the book. Yeah, the pacing is pacing was a problem throughout the book. I think it's time to start time to talk about the pacing for the whole book. But um, the pacing at the end definitely was very strange for the last two chapters. Uh, I think though Kai and I talked the most about the pacing. I'm not sure I talked that much with you about it, Jacob. Of what? The pacing of the book overall. I talked uh, with I, Kai a significant amount about it. I had no issues with the pacing personally, except for the ending. Okay. But I think a lot of it was too slow. I agree. I like I like slow things, so I did. I, I'm I'm the wrong person to say that too because I was things. just digging with it. I was like, yeah, they're fucking chilling, like like beasts. It's just too many words. <laughs> To me, yeah, slow, to me, slow is they take time to rest and they converse with each other instead of continuing the plot. Slow for the pacing in this book that I have a problem with was not that. The, the problem I have with the pacing in this book is that it overly dumps information at the start, which slows it down. And also, it feels like it's impossible for the book to just explain a short chain of events in order to have those bigger character moments happen a little more frequently instead it opts to i think this might be why the first book feels incomplete to me and instead it opts to have really large amounts of room for every single aspect of every single interaction between all the characters all the time and you know maybe that's okay maybe i'll get more used to it uh, maybe I'll there's a lot of flavor on. text a lot of like, flavor text it's there to describe the scene but some things don't need to be described as heavily as they were yeah and then other things are skipped over i had a lot mm. of moments where i was like wait what and then the story just kept going. It was like very odd because it managed to be both slow and fast at the same time. Like there was always something happening. It just sometimes wasn't like the most relevant. Explaining my thought on it. It's like the scene is described by an omniscient entity, but the actions are sometimes described purely within one character's point of view. Yes. Yes. It's like it ends up being a combination of both omniscient and limited third person perspective yes which, which is quite odd make it very voluminous in girth and length but it's fine if you didn't have a problem with it i'm glad that you didn't i it held me back a lot from enjoying many parts of the book more than i did uh particularly the beginning i think i thought the beginning was droll it takes a i liked the beginning it takes about a hundred pages, though, for things to really happen. It was slow, but not gonna lie. Since I'm from the country and I now live in the city, it was nice to have the country 
uh, described to me. I don't know. It reminded me of home. Yeah, I so can I relate to that it. as well. <laughs> I I really like pastoral writings, um, and so I I quite enjoyed it. Actually, I like tales about villages quite a lot. So it was it was all right for me. I think where I started to have a problem was like like the middle bits between like them leaving the village and then them getting to Shadar Lagoth. That was where I struggled with the Agreed. pacing. Agreed. That uh-huh. part is also where I struggled. Because they were being chased, but it wasn't like it wasn't super interesting what was happening. And uh-huh. I feel like after that, things really picked up. But then they got way too fast at the end. I think there's interesting yeah. ideas along the chase. But I think, principally, I I would have liked the chase to be a little bit less of an element throughout the book. Obviously, it, it it's good for the elements of tension. But like, It's almost whole, always a chase in this book. The whole <laughs> book is a chase, basically. Until the very end at Camelon. Until the very end at Camelon, and from 100 I mean, pages onwards, it's all a chase. Well, they're even technically getting chased after in, they leave Camelot. Yeah, in the blight. I mean, they're technically being chased before they leave Camelot too. That's mm-hmm. true. They're being they're chased the, the entire time until Rand eradicates every. I don't know. I, the whole point of it is that it's kind of a chase that they can't like stop. Yes. So I think it's fine that so much of the book is just the the, the chase. Yes, I, I just spent a little more time in in certain air in certain places, but yeah. overall, like, yeah, just whatever. That's why I say like they lost me for like between leaving the village and getting to Shadar Lagoth. They lost me there just because there wasn't that much happening, and there were more interesting elements later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and although I, I'm kind of. I'll let you do something, Jacob. No, I was just going to say, I think that's a good place to wrap it up, unless you have anything else to say. I was going to say, I, I know it sounds like I shit on the book a little bit. I like the book quite a bit overall in the, in the details. I like the world building the most of all, but, you know. Me too. I, I am known to be overtly long-winded, especially on the podcast, so I don't want to talk about every little... You're like loyal, where mm-hmm. everyone's like, make it brief. Big and hairy and talks a lot. Big and hairy and talks a lot. Yeah. Does that mean? Do I build things too? I don't know. You were an engineer. You're an engineer, so yes. Yeah, Yeah, true. Am I 90 years old? You you act like it sometimes. (laughs) All right. Do you ever say, my back? I, uh, Do you ever say that? I'm known to say ruffians, whippersnappers, and... uh, We We play League and Matt goes... Oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> oh good, yeah, 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 yeah. Good grief! That's <laughs> which funny. I've never heard a man under sixty say besides Matt. Well, I say <laughs> it because I'm watching Jacob get fucking ass blasted. Well, Matt's ninety, TV. so yeah, Matt truly <laughs> is ninety. Yeah, I'm fine with stopping there. Yeah. Do you have any any closing thoughts, Kai? Um. I feel like I also sounded like I shit on the book a lot, but I I read it so fast, guys. Like, I cannot underscore how fast I read it because I read like the first 50 pages and then didn't read anything for like two weeks. And then I read the rest of the book in like a week. 
I took, yeah, I, I mean, I took two months to read it, so that's fair. I read half the book in six hours. So. Yeah, you read it way faster than I did, but I was like, I was I was enjoying it. I was taking it in. I will say that, like, even though it is a bit rambly sometimes, like, I liked it most of the time. Mm-hmm. There were just the there were just elements that I thought should have better focus, but I enjoyed it for what it was like. I it, it makes it sound like I was always wishing for something better, but I did really like the ride that that was that's my take home mm-hmm. thought. I really enjoyed the journey to get there. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to reading the rest of the trilogy. Because I will do it. I have decided. I yeah, will read we'll the rest of the We'll probably do it on the challenge. podcast. Point at the camera. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to if you want to, Matt, but... Uh, I probably will. Okay. We'll finish it off then. Yeah, well, thanks you for watching, guys. Like we said, we're going to do Percy Jackson next month with everybody-ish. Um, yes. Hopefully. Uh, that will be, I don't think we have a date set. So let's, let's go into the schedule and set a date, a tentative date. We should. Oh, right now. Where's the schedule? Does Sergio ever keep this in, in the episodes? I have no idea. I've never listened to our book club episodes. I don't know. I don't listen to this podcast. I'm just on it. Um, I don't anymore. I used to when I was like on it less, but. Hold on. I'm trying to figure out where we are right now. We're at the, we're. We have nothing on the August fucking thing at all besides episodes going up did you color coded this entirely incorrectly that's what i just realized oh no my god i need you to do the august thing no this is how we do it there's no oranges or light blues or dark blues where the dark blues are supposed to be the the episodes that come out right take a look here yeah and those are the episodes that come out he just doesn't have have any light blue the oranges or the light blues the oranges is avatar um He just didn't put we, that in there. We can't. We actually can't schedule this until we know Sergio's work schedule. So I don't know why I'm doing this. We'll figure mm. out a day that we're gonna do it. Um, Sergio, some, sometime near the end of the month, because Sergio has the worst fucking work schedule than the man. Yes, now. he does. We should just record um, an episode without him every other week. I'm yeah. I was. I, was, I mean, I was probably gonna do that anyways. Um, I'm just gonna put the 26th for Percy Jackson due date. We should end the recording. Uh, no, because I'm no, still we talk the about audience. this during the recording. Yeah, we always do this during the recording. Okay. Yeah, and then it, we can it holds in. us accountable, man. It does hold us accountable. We're also gonna throw in. Let me plot the book club. Yeah, let's 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 look comic at what a uh, comic we want to do. Yeah. Um, where's the list? There it is. So I'll let you choose, Kai, since I chose the last one. So we have a big oh. list. Um. If there's I, nothing on here that you don't want to read, I can look for more stuff. I kind of want to do a serious house on serious earth. I I thought the art looked really cool. I've never read it because the art is scary to me. It is scary, <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> I figured I thought we were going to do the killing joke. Dark Knight Returns two in one. But if you want to do serious house, we can do that. Um, uh, uh, yeah, they're both good from what I've heard. Are all pretty good. I I don't know. I don't know. Why does the Joker look like Kent Mansley? 
We can, uh, we, we can, we'll say we'll do one of those. We're doing a Batman story. We'll we're say doing that. a Batman. One of those three, or two of those three, maybe. Hey, um, audience, you should tell us which one we should yeah. do. We'll also talk to Sean and whoever else, Sergio, which one they want to do. Matt, um, do you have any thoughts if you would like to do one? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Would you like I to do the be, Batmans? I would be in the middle on it. Batman's good. I don't know. Though. I don't You're really. Read I know Batman. nothing about Batman. To be fair, what Matt? I don't really read regular comics a whole lot. I've read, I think, only Ultimate Spider-Man and what makes it interesting. About, about half of Immortal Hulk. Yeah, we're, we're trying to branch out, dude. We're, we're trying, trying to, to read things. Out. We're trying to expand our horizons. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a go. Why not? Okay. You know what? I think since Matt doesn't read normal comic books, we should open up with The Dark Knight Returns and The Killing Joke, because those are some of the like most iconic comic books of all time. No, okay. we gotta work up to those. We gotta build up to those. I think... No, we gotta start with mention, those. So you, I know you the know stories what... to those already. So? Yeah. I so, know Percy Jackson. Oh I've read Percy Jackson like three fucking times before I this. I have read the comics for those, though, is the, is the thing. Yeah, so I it'll be an interesting experience. It'll be an interesting experience. Well, it's good. You get good. to see good art, man. You get to see good art. Don't you want to look at do, stuff? We're going to do Batman Year One. No, no, that's um, cool. that I think we really should do okay. Art of Serious House. I think here's what I think. We should we should either do Dark Knight Returns and The Killing Joke or Batman Year One in a Serious House and Serious Earth. Okay. Let's set Whichever up a poll. Let's set up a yeah. poll in the, in the. We'll do a fan and poll. We'll yeah. end the recording here. Thanks for listening. Um. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see whenever the episode comes out which one we decide, but we don't yes. know right now. So, uh, that's all. Later, skaters. We. How do we feel about the audience? We love them. We do love them. Sure. <laughs>